Hey everybody, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Eve. We're gonna be starting our four o'clock service uh, in about seven minutes. So grab a loved one and a friend, grab your Bible, get your singing voice ready. We're gonna sing a bunch of Christmas carols and I'm gonna be doing a, a, a very brief Christmas message called They Followed a Star. And it's about the Bethlehem star. And we're doing a sort of a group art project. Kim's family is showing up. We're going to have a few of us here singing some Christmas songs. And it's going to be a great celebration. It's going to last about 30 minutes. So go from 4 to 4.30. So grab a friend, grab a family member, and join us here in just a few minutes for our Christmas Eve service for Summit Church of Castle Rock. God bless you guys. See you in a few minutes.
Hello, Jason Stinson, I see ya. Anyone else out there getting ready for Christmas Eve? And got the candles over there by the drum set. Got my candles over here nearby. We're gonna sing some Christmas songs. Gonna be a good time. Turn it, if you have a Bible, you can turn in your Bible to um, Matthew chapter two. I'm gonna tune up here and we're gonna get started in just a minute. Hope you guys are having a good Christmas Eve. We, we have the tradition where we open our presents on Christmas Eve morning, and then we celebrate with my wife's family on Christmas Day. So we had a little Zoom uh, Christmas with my mother and stepdad last night, and we've been making appetizers like crazy today. Good to see you guys watching online. Just comment uh, so I can see who all we've got here today. Alright. Gonna sing a few good Christmas songs. Alright.
your baby boy is Lord of all creation. Mary, did you know it's your baby dog would one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy was heaven's perfect land? This sleeping child you're holding is the grave. Yes, Merry Christmas, Lori. We've got a house uh, of family members that are going to be coming in a little bit, some nieces and nephews and in-laws, and we're going to keep singing some Christmas songs, and I'm going to do a little Bible study called The Wise Men Followed the Star, or They Followed the Star. So we will, I'm going to get into it. Um, let's sing. I'm just going to go through my song sheet here. sing uh, We Three Kings, and I love this song because tonight we're going to be talking about the star, 
and they follow the star. And one of the big deals about Castle Rock here is we light the star on top of the rock. And uh, it's pretty awesome. So this song sings about the star. Angels we 
Shepherds, why this jubilee? Shepherds, why this jubilee? Why these songs of happy cheer? Say what the glad tidings be, which inspire this heavenly song. There's a star over my shoulder. It's called the sun. <laughs> I'm going to pull the shade down a little bit so we can see. There we go. That should be a little better. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, you, we don't normally, normally think of the sun as being a star, but it is. It's the nearest star that God has provided for us. Yeah. Say, have you seen the Christmas star? Give me a thumbs up if you've seen the Christmas star at night. I have an app on my phone here called the Skyview app, and you can see where Jupiter and Saturn are in perfect conjunction with each other, and it's going to be like that for a few more days before it stops. And uh, so my talk tonight is called They Follow the Star. It's going to be awesome. So let me sing two more songs. We'll get into the word and t do the talk, and I think I might have a couple Relatives or family members might come in halfway through, but that's fine. Um, let's sing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled.
father-in-law just walked in. You know, I have an in-person caroler. And we've got five, four or five people watching us online too. Here's a song sheet. I am, I am on O Calm All You Faithful in O Holy Night. And <laughs> That's okay. We won't, we, won't, we won't scrutinize too bad. Oh, come, all ye faith. You want to go? You want to go scare a few up down here and bring them a few down? If you know that some of them are, we'll uh, we'll get them in. I know that's true. I'm sorry. I'm so you could text him. I guess that's what I do in this house. I text my family. <clears throat> oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come. sing Oh Holy Night. It's the, you guys want a song sheet? You want to hear? One of you can read, I know, for sure. We're going to do the bottom right, the third column over there.
Christ was born. I have song sheets here if you want to sing with me. I might do a couple more since you guys are just arriving yeah. here. Or we can do another round. Yeah, we can do another round here. here? Yep, yep. Here, okay. come grab, on, a, grab, grab a song sheet. Huh? No, no, bring them down. I've got I've got four people watching and I've got a few people here, so we'll just grab we'll we'll do one more time around an old, old holy night. One more time. Oh holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear. singers now i got a family choir and it's glad i'm glad you're here and i got a few people watching here online here from all over the country as well so this is our christmas eve service online with the family and i have special gifts tonight for everyone we're gonna do a group a family art project and i'm waiting for the sun to set just a little bit how many of you guys like glow sticks i have a i have a collaborative art piece with a star outside that we're going to attach our glow sticks and make a glow stick star in front of the star by Castle Rock. So you can do a little selfie with the glow stick star and the star. You'll have two stars behind yourself. And on New Year's Day, New Year's Day. Did you like the Mayflower? It's pretty cool, right? Right? Yeah, yes, I will. I will for sure. And many of you, I'm getting lots of thumbs up over there too. Hello, it's my, my cousin Christine from Minneapolis is also watching. Good to see you guys. Hey, um, I'm going to do a quick Christmas message for these guys online. And then um, those of you who are watching online, be watching for the glow stick star. I don't think we're going to leave the feed going until the sun is dark. Um, we'll save that picture for later. But I'm going to do a quick talk about the star. In Matthew chapter 2, you guys know... Who was it that followed the star? Brian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Your brother Brian. But who in the Bible 
Who in the Bible followed the star? The wise men, yes. And you know where what gospel we find that in? Matthew, very good. Whoa, Kenzie gets the gold star on the star day. <laughs> the, the Bible scholar over there. I'm going to read just a small portion of this whole idea. It's so crazy. You know, um, you've seen the gingerbread Mayflower. It's been 400 years this year since my ancestors landed on Plymouth Rock at Mayflower Beach on Cape Cod. And so uh, if you look on the back of that little diorama, I have a little family bloodline that we can actually trace back almost a thousand years through the Doomsday Book in England. And so I gave each of my kids a little token for the for the 400 year anniversary of the Mayflower. So 400 years. We got 4,000 years. 4,000 years? Yeah. yeah. Back to Noah. That's right. That's right. We all go back to Noah, right? And so I got a little Mayflower ring here. You can see it. And I gave my girls a little locket with the sand from Mayflower Beach at Cape Cod. So they have a little locket with the sand. And so that's amazing, right? And, how, and we talked about the, the Christmas star already. It's been 800 years since we've had this exact conjunction of Jupiter with Saturn at Christmas time. The Christmas star has been 800 years since this particular anomaly in the celestial heavens has manifested. And it's been 2,020 years since God gave his one and only son, Jesus, born in a stable in a little town called Bethlehem, the city of David. And so let's read Matthew chapter 2. Visitors from the east. We're talking about the star. That's the theme. They followed a star. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where's this newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this as was everyone in Jerusalem. And he called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of the law, and he asked, where's the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, the land of Judea, are not least among the ruling cities of Jerusalem, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. And Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. And he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go worship him too. Yeah, sure. After this interview, the wise men went their way. And the star that they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. And it went ahead of them and it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and worshiped him. And they opened their treasure chests and they gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route. For God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. See, God is a God of times and seasons. He's the one who causes the seasons to change. Winter, spring, summer, fall, right? Death, the seed goes in the ground, it dies, it springs up forms a new plant, that plant bears fruit, the fruit has seeds in it, and the cycle continues. All of that 
started by God and it continues to this day. As long as the earth remains, there'll be seed time and harvest, sowing and reaping. This kind of reminds me of a passage that King Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. He says, to everything there's a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. That God makes everything beautiful in his time. This is what Solomon says in Ecclesiastes 3. He says, what do people really get for their hard work? I've seen the burden that God has placed on us all, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from the beginning to the end. So I concluded there's nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor. And these are gifts from God. See, it's good for us to celebrate Christmas. It's good for us to have a feast and, and to give gifts to one another and remember all of God's blessings. At the end of the year, we go, man, 2020 has been some year. It's been a hard year. But guess what? None of us are in the hospital, right? We're alive. Hey, we, we're, we're, none of us are homeless, right? We, I think nobody had to walk here. We all have cars to drive. Well, I think you have food in your refrigerator. You have a pillow, a pillow to lay your head on at night. No one's sleeping under a bridge. Wow. God has been so good to us. And so to be grateful for all the blessings that God has given to us. And I like how God warned the wise men in a dream that there was something bad about this Herod guy. You better look out. And in the very next chapter, God warns Joseph... Mary's husband, Jesus' stepdad, warns him in a dream. I'll read this uh, quickly about them escaping to Egypt. It says, After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother. The angel said, Stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt. Do you, you notice he, had, he obeyed right away? He didn't even wait for morning. He, he got up right then. He said, we're going to go to Egypt right now. He got up, they left, and they went to Egypt, and they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken about the prophet. I called my son out of Egypt. That was a prophecy spoken about Messiah. Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under based on the wise men's reports of the star's first appearance. There's that star again. Herod's brutal action fulfilled what God had spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A cry was heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning. Rachel weeps for her children, refusing to be comforted, for they are dead. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. Get up, the angel said. Take the child and his mother. Go back to the land of Israel, because those who were trying to kill the child are dead. God could, can warn us. He has the, uh, he's powerful enough to give messages to us when we need those messages. And don't we need his warnings now? In dangerous times, when it seems like everything could be crashing down around us and we don't know what to do and we're like, oh, this thing seemed dangerous right now. How do I get out of this trouble? Guess what? God is big enough to warn us whether it's through a sign or through a dream or through a scripture or through a friend. And his spirit is at work in the earth today. Still today, these 2,000 years later, his spirit, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, lives inside of you and me. 
and he'll strengthen our mortal bodies and give us the ability to live for God, and he can keep us safe in perilous times. That's very comforting for me. I, I, I take a lot of comfort in that on those nights when sometimes I find it hard to sleep, or maybe I've watched too much news. Mm-hmm, right? Where I worry about who's in charge, where I worry about getting killed by a disease that I can't see. Well, these things are too big for me to comprehend, too big for me to fix, but they're not too big for God. God is powerful. And so I, I want to remind you of this, this final scripture, and I'll finish. It, ta- it says that in the last days, God is going to pour out his spirit. He's going to speak to everyone, men and women, young and old, boys and girls, sons and daughters, everybody. He's going to pour out his spirit on everybody. This is in Joel chapter 2, verse 28. It says, then after doing all those things I'll, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. In those days, I'll pour out my spirit, even on servants, men and women alike. And I will cause wonders in the heavens, on the earth, and blood and fire and columns of smoke. And the sun will become dark and the moon will be turned blood red before the great and terrible day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's the best Christmas gift we could ever get. That we could ever receive. The peace of God. I don't have to fix everything. So much is out of my control. I just go, okay, God, I surrender. I thank you for Jesus. Thank you for giving me Jesus. Thank you that I have a relationship with Jesus. My sins are forgiven. And your spirit lives inside of me now. And I have your word to guide me when I'm confused, when I don't know what to do. I can find the answers when I read your instruction manual, when I see what you're trying to tell me, right? And so I think we're living in these times, if you've read some of the prophecy, I think we're getting close to, in Nebuchadnezzar's dream, the kingdom of iron and clay. It's formed, but it's not cohesive. I think we're getting close to the ten toes of the iron and clay. I think that's the next setup for what's going to happen in the world. And it can be scary for us as Christians. But guess what? Holy Spirit's still here. Jesus is still on the throne. And he's not going to allow his bride to get beat up before the end. He's going to rescue the bride, his church, before the end. So we don't have to be fearful. We can trust God. So maybe you're watching. I've had several watchers here now, too. Maybe I'm getting amens. Thank you for the amens, everybody. Maybe you want to share this with a friend that doesn't know the Lord or maybe hasn't heard the gospel before. You know, the the whole thing that Christmas is about is Christ Mass, right? Christ Mass, the service of Christ, the worship of Christ. Why do we worship Jesus? Because he is God's gift. He's the Savior of the world. See, God created all of us, whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, a boy or a girl, young or old, he's created all of us to know God. We're created to have a relationship with God. But our sins have separated us from God. Sins, Sins block that relationship. You know, when people are in, in sin, they don't want to go to church. They don't want to read the Bible. They don't want to sing a hymn or they don't think, want to think about things of God or they want to think about death because they're afraid. They're afraid of the judgment of God. But sins can't be paid for by doing good things or going to church or paying a lot of money to the poor or really punishing yourself for the bad things you've done. That's not how sin's paid for. Paying the price for our sin, Jesus died 
and rose again. He took the punishment that should have been ours. Because, you know, Christmas leads to Easter. <laughs> Without Christmas, you don't have Easter. Without Jesus coming, we don't have a cross and an empty tomb. But because Jesus came and he showed us the way, he healed the sick, he raised the dead, he gave us the, the instructions for how to have a relationship with God and how to treat God like our Heavenly Father. Then he dies on the cross in our place and God raises him from the dead and then he ascends to heaven because of all of that being fulfilled in the scriptures, by the way, predicted about hundreds of years beforehand. Because of that, everyone, anyone, and if you're watching online, anyone who says yes to Jesus and invites him in can be adopted into God's family. And that's the greatest gift. It's better than a new car. It's better than a new dress or jewelry or a new shotgun or a guitar or any other wonderful thing you could think of. It's better than any of those things. It's better than a billion dollars because it's eternity. It's a friendship with God. It's acceptance in the kingdom. So everyone, anyone can have that life eternal the moment you say, I'm getting lots of thumbs ups. God bless you. If you want to pray that prayer, would you, would you guys, I know most, I think everyone here in this room probably is a Christian, but maybe you're watching or maybe you want someone who shared this video with you and you want to commit your life to Jesus. It's a simple prayer. It's just saying to God, I'm sorry, thank you, and please, would you pray this prayer after me if you want Christ to come into your heart? Pray this. Say, dear Jesus, dear Jesus I'm sorry for my sin. I'm sorry for my sin. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe God raised you from the dead. According to the scriptures. Please come into my heart. Be my Savior and be my Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. And that's the best gift that you could give to yourself, that you could give to Jesus. You want to give a gift back to God? Give him your life. Give him you. That's what he really wants. He really wants you. He wants your heart. So we're going to sing Silent Night here in a minute. This is the service every year that we take up an offering for benevolence. Now, we don't have a basket or a plate to pass, but if you feel so led that you want to donate to the Benevolence Ministry of Summit Church, we provide grocery cards to people that are in need. So if someone says, hey, we don't have food, our church provides a grocery card. And then if there's any leftover benevolence funds at the end of the year, the remainder goes to the Douglas County Task Force. And so this is the one opportunity that, that the offering goes directly to benevolence. So if you want to su support the ministry that way, it's in the description below of the video. And let's grab, can we, let's turn off all the lights, even though it's, and we'll close all the shades, get it as dark as we can in here. And I want everyone to grab a glow stick. What you have to do is break it and shake it, okay? So take a glow, everyone, get, make sure everybody gets one. You know, when I get an adult out in here, Candy, make sure everybody gets a glow stick. So you break it, you break it, and then you shake it, okay? And then a little bit later on, we're going to stick these in my little white cross in the backyard, and you can do a little selfie with the glow stick cross. And then we'll sing Silent Night, and we will be done, okay, everybody? Ooh, breaking it and shaking it. There we go. Silent night. 
Son of God. Son of God loves pure light. Loves pure light. Radiant beams from thy holy face. Shepherds quake at the sight. Silent night. Holy night. Shepherds quake. Shepherds quake at the sight. Glory stream. Glory stream from heaven afar. Heavenly host. For joining me here for the four o'clock Christmas Eve service. Can everyone say, just say Merry Christmas? Say Merry Christmas. Thank you guys. Hopefully, next year we'll have the in person Christmas Eve. God bless you guys. Look for the glow stick star in a cup in maybe like about 40 minutes or so. God bless you guys. Take care. Merry Christmas. <laughs>